Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I began this morning with a reading, Matthew 12, 16, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, 12, 46 through 50. A reading which I think a lot of people would take some offense at, but approach this with an open heart. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside, wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. Jesus replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Here are my brother and my mother and brothers, for whoever does the will of my parent in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Ow. Full stop. There is a story in my family of a very small Native American woman my mother's father's here's where it gets lost in the midst of my memory time perhaps grandmother what do i mean by small my mother has an image when my mother was a child of this older man this woman's husband holding out his arm and this woman being able to easily walk underneath it so my mother even owns a couple of baskets that were supposedly woven by this Native American woman. So I've spent many years like looking at the, the veins sticking up in the back of my hands. You know these veins. You can look at your hands. And I've wondered if in the blood that's coursing through those veins, if there's not some Native American genetics to be found, right? So a couple of years ago, after discussing this, Julie bought me for Christmas one of these genetic tests, <laughs> right? So I very confidently took the swabs to my cheeks and did the, you know, catch the spittle and put it in the envelope and send it in to one of these companies, I'm not gonna advertise which, because they're all basically the same. And it took a maddeningly long time for the result to come back, and when it did, hold on to that for a few minutes. <laughs> I'll get back to it, don't worry. But first, a few weeks ago, Stephen Dethridge told us the story 
about a man named Saul. We also know him as Paul, someone who persecuted Christians. And this story has come back to us on SoundCloud, so you can look it up and listen to it again, and I recommend it. It's a delightful story, Stephen, as Stephen told to us. But what's not delightful is Saul was someone who aided people in persecuting and even murdering Christians. Someone in particular named Stephen, Stephen, my older brother is named after him, a martyr of the early Christian church. And a few verses later, we have or Paul uh, having quite the vision and the conversion story of, of Paul. Well, a few verses after that, there's a bit of a less famous story of how Paul escapes town out of the the back walls of the town being lowered in a basket to escape being caught. And I've often wondered if this was a source of regret for Paul later on in his life, because Paul is kind of a bold guy, you know, and being lowered in a basket to get away, sort of incongruous there. So we don't know. We don't have any direct evidence for how Paul felt about that escape, but I'll let Paul talk about himself in his own words later in his life. And this is from Philippians 3, starting in verse 10. Paul writes, My aim is to know him, that is Christ, to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings, and to be like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained this, that is, I have not already been perfected, but I strive to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have attained this. Instead, I am single-minded, forgetting that which things that are behind and reaching out for the things that are ahead. So, to me, these are the words of someone who knows that the past is not where to live. Also, I can only feel that Paul here is being aspirational because he wishes he could forget the past. He wishes he could truly be single-minded, even though he's saying that, because he admits that he is not perfect, but he has this as his goal. But back to my genetic tests. So here's the reveal. So I apologize in advance in case this pops the system. Cover your ears. Oh, good. It may pop when I turn it off in a minute. There was no Native American in my past, <laughs> genetic past, at least at least within the bounds of the uncertainty of the genetic test. So you can see the white spots here. This is the major part of what, where it is. It's all Northern European and a little bit of Eastern European, maybe Middle Eastern, depending on where you want to draw your boundary lines. 
And you can talk to me more about the specifics later if you're interested. Um, but what about this Native American woman in my lore? My mother even saw her at, when my mother was a young child. Well, families are not simple, not always. Maybe, for example, she could have been my great, great, great step-grandmother, right? It's possible. But my family history is, in fact, Appalachian. And records were not always kept in the ways that they might have been. And people have passed on. People are still passing on. I have an uncle who's in the last days of his life right now. And too many generations have passed. So this is probably not knowable anymore. And it's, in fact, probably not actually that important to the real question that started me on this quest. And that is the question of identity. Back to that identity matrix. Who am I? That was the question that started the cheek swab test. Who am I? Like Saul, and, and I have one more thing to show you here from this the genetic testing. Because actually, if we all go far back enough in history, and the test did go back further, we all go back to the same place. We all come out of the same Africa. Mother and father, both sides. Because you can trace the mitochondrial DNA through the, the mother line. Okay, cover your ears, I'm gonna turn this off. But like Saul, Paul, what is of ultimate importance to me is that I allow my inner self to be searched and to search myself regularly. And one of the great blessings of being here for the last quarter century is during open worship to open myself to being searched, to return to that. And as a web member of West Hills Friend and the Religious Society of Friends, in the silence, I receive a call to open myself to being searched and thereby to be remade into an eventual new identity. I thus hold to the possibility of transformation. I thus hold myself open to the possibility of transformation. This is the path to a possible new identity. I have to allow myself, here's another key, the grace of forgiving myself the parts of my path, just like Paul forgave himself even for being that Saul the Saul who persecuted and helped murder Christians, the very people he took up with. And then he recognized that he never really attained the goal of finally becoming who he wanted to be. But he kept trying, sometimes failing, just like us.
And I need to have the grace to allow each of you to change into your new identities. This is the way, this way of being is important because we, like many who have come before us, live in a time that needs people to bring the light into the world. Our social and political climates remind me of this again and again. The last couple of weeks included. I need to be searched continually because this is how I can bring my true identity and some measure of light to the world. So as we turn to open worship, I leave you with this. Who are you today? Who do you want to become for tomorrow? And can we allow ourselves not to judge ourselves or each other with harshness by who and what we were yesterday and what we were perhaps years ago. Can we have grace?